Welcome to the Weekly Dish. This is Stephanie March. <laughs> and I'm dead silence. <laughs> nice how to I, meet you. That's how I cure up that. Guess what? We have a radio show happening it's right happening. now. We got stuff going on. Thanks for joining us uh, this Saturday morning. If you were here for the first uh, part of the show, we had some really great discussions about private dining and restaurants, uh, that are good for groups and kind of all those fun spaces. And um, if you missed it or want to, you know, kind of review it, you can always go and dial up the podcast on mytalk1071.com. So fear not. The information is out there. But guess what? This is the time of the show when we do the top two and our two. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two. In All right, this is the time where we talk about two things that we are each sort of mildly obsessed with or have just remembered to bring up. (laughs) (laughs) Wildly scrambling some mornings. It just happens that way. Sometimes the brains are a little soft, but we got stuff. We got stuff. We got stuff. Okay, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I want people to know that our friend John Krause, who we like a lot. We love John Krause. He's a pastry chef. And Elizabeth Rose, his chefs. That's right. Um, they have debuted a new line of chocolates. Oh. And it's just very delicious. They've always had kind of like, he's done like chocolate bonbons and chocolate they've truffles. Had, they've had beautiful chocolates at their place. Yeah. They've, they've now got like chocolate bars. They've got these bags of like chocolate nut clusters oh yeah if you're looking for some great unique stocking stuffers i just want to make sure that you visit them for their chocolates and a hostess gift from them is something that shows that you really like it's not like hey open this bottle of wine with dinner you know it's like here's something that you should have by yourself later at night while watching pride and prejudice can i give you a bonus one (laughs) yes because you just made me think of it yeah Anthropology right now nope. has these $10 bars of soap. <gasps> They're wrapped in this like cute little brown festive wrapping paper that looks mm-hmm. kind of like naturally. And then they have a little wreath that's like attached, tied a little wreath tied around them or a little sparkly tree. This is anthropology? Yeah. So cute. I am going to a dinner party tonight. I grabbed two of these little soaps for this lady. Yeah. They're going to be so cute. You. I can't wait to give them. Um, I love that. I love that. Okay. So my first one is actually going to be the Tattersall. App. An app. An app, you oh, say. Nice. There's an app for that? If you find yourself staring at your bar and perhaps there's a bottle your of 200 bottles your, of cherry liqueur. <laughs> I have one bottle of cherry liqueur and it is buried in the back. To be your clear. Delicious orange crema. I, the grapefruit crema is what sits on my bar from Tattersall Distilling. Oh, I love that. Stuff. And I look at it and I go, what am I going to make with that? And yes, I have Danowski on my text. So I could say, Dan, <laughs> Excuse me, Dan. This Dan, is Stephanie March. Could please you give please me a recipe. tell me? But he does not answer me all the time, just to be clear. Um, <laughs> But here's the deal. Tattersall Distillery in Northeast, one of our best little uh, cocktail bars and distilleries, has put out an app. And this is for iPhones and Apple products only right now, which is hard for me. But we are it is moving into other areas. Um, but what it is, it's great, you guys. You can download the app and it'll give you cocktail recipes. It'll talk about the products. It'll download, you know, in, in really great information. For, Over 300 recipes. I mean, my God, they these guys are the pros who have been doing this thing for a long time now. And they are, I'm just excited by this because this is just them proving that they're going to keep evolving and getting better and better yeah, and better. Which you love. Yeah. Okay. This one is a weird one and okay. I have to explain it. Okay. 
Okay, so my daughter is moving back to the Twin Cities, and one of the gifts that I wanted to get her was gift cards for all the cool local places in Dinkytown because she's going to be going to the University of Minnesota. Yeah. So I go into Al's Breakfast to get a gift card, and they don't do gift cards there. Al's Breakfast has like 15 seats, and you slide down on your stool, and it's like this revolving horseshoe of diners. And yes. then you roll in, you eat, there you are roll rules. out. You may there not, are. you don't know the rules when you get there, but it's okay. And it's such a cool, fun place. Yeah, it's an institution. So I stand in there, I'm like, hey, do you guys have gift cards? He goes, we don't have gift cards. We have prepaid checks. Mm-hmm. So I give my $20. They write me a prepaid check. So Ellie has like a $20 credit sitting at Al's breakfast. And he goes, what's your name? And I go, Ellie Johnson. And he goes, that's not a very unique name. We need something better than that. How about Ellie Belly? Ah. Ellie Belly's got $20 at Al's. He goes, okay, ready? Get your camera out. I get my camera out. I give him my money. I take a picture of this burly man behind the counter at Al's holding up the prepaid yellow slip of paper that says Ellie's got $20 in the gift card at Al's. You have made her a house account. I did. At Al's. And it was just so fun. And I just thought if you've got college So you college took her students, picture. So that's going to be her proof. I have to like print it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this she goes in. so like techie, but not techie. It's so old school, tech. New school. It's amazing. I love this because have you ever seen the bucket of like house account? Little things that they have back yeah, there? Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. So I bought her I'm a $20 so- <laughs> tab at Al's. I'm kind of jealous. And I have to print out the picture of the burly man. Yeah. It was very sweet and, and very funny. And so she funny. can be like, hi, I'm Ellie Belly. This is my house yeah. account. This yep. is a picture of you holding my house account. That's right. And I would like some uh, delicious pumpkin Give walnut pancakes, please. the blueberry <laughs> walnut pancakes. Oh my God. I like that so much. You have no idea. I'm a little, I'm super so jealous. So to an hour actually. to Al's breakfast for their gift cards. That <laughs> quote unquote gift cards. Oh my God. Okay. Well, my second uh, top two in our two is sort of just really the fact that fly feet running treadmill gym is open in Wyzetta. So for all my little Western suburbs kids who are asking me, you know, like basically like, I have a couple of friends who are looking for places to work out like during the holidays. That was fun. That was sort of like a group thing because they're like, you know, I want to be able to eat all of the bonbons that I'm going to have, but then I also want to do something to kind of at least stem the tide. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that Fly Feet is something that I super, super love, and they've just opened in Wyzetta, which for me, of course, is perfect, and they're calling it Flyzetta, which is amazing. Um, and here's what they do. Have you ever done one of these? No. Hanson, because you have been a runner. I don't think you're running now. I'm not. You're not. You're biking and all that stuff. Yep. So I'm still running, but this is what you do. It's basically, it's like... If you're, I run for my sanity Mm -hmm. and I run to stay not 700 pounds. Yep. Because we have to eat a lot. Because I eat a lot. And so um, what Fly Feet does is it's a treadmill gym. So you go in and there's a program. They're playing high energy music and you do treadmill running of different kinds, like, uh, you know, different programs. And then you lift weights in the interim and, and you, you know, like they, you do ropes, you do all this stuff and you're only beating yourself. Yeah, you're only ever measuring against yourself. You're never like competing with other people. It's just what was your best last time. And I love that. And I will tell you that I kind of was like, well, treadmills, I'm kind of a I'm an outdoor runner and I'm kind of a snob about treadmills. And I will tell you because I kind of think like it's too easy. Okay, she kicked my butt like they kicked my butt by turning off the belt 
the power to it and raising the elevation. Yeah, so, that so you I have had to power, power it thing. by myself with like a 10 incline. And I was like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I mean, I have gone through the fire. <laughs> so I will say that I, so Flyzetta is now open. They might still be doing, um, I know they have like a first timer thing and they've got three classes for 30 bucks or things like that. But um, I know that through they have free classes from December 11th through the 24th, which is the grand and they have a grand opening party next week on December 19th and all this kind of stuff. But they're basically give it a shot is what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're feeling like the cookies are chasing you, this is where you run from them. Um, are you, how are you feeling just generally about the cookies chasing you? Have you felt like so far you're maintaining? Or no, I tipped? feel like from Halloween on, I have absolutely have a parka on already. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have the extra cookie parka, candy parka working on. I actually at Rojo was there meeting a friend for a drink. I eat the entire basket of chips alone. Yeah. Then I ordered, they have this thing called the cheese crisp, which is an open face quesadilla, essentially. Huh. It was the size of a large pizza. Huh. And I rolled that baby up. You rolled up that baby and up and housed it. it. <laughs> you went, and just went to town. Boom. Yeah. I was like, I know. okay, this is not a good start to the holiday season. I know. I know. I know. And you know what? I, but again, this is one of those things where I feel better when I'm moving around. And I feel like the funny thing with the season is I end up going to more parties and stuff, but I'm also like, running around like crazy yeah. and even just walking and you know doing all that kind of stuff is sort of insanely important just to keep moving is good yes so keep moving people yeah and i will say that um you know doing all sorts of fun um you know exercising with people has really become something that i understand i am a runner by myself to get away from everybody but peppering in these classes or doing things with other people, even if it's just walking with other people. Who are you doing all this stuff with? I'm just jealous. People out in the hood. Do you have new friends? Out in the... <laughs> <laughs> you can come, but you have to come out to Wyzetta. <laughs> you have to come out to the lakeside stuff. Yeah, I know. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk some more about fun stuff. So we'll be right back. <laughs> this is Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow, Red Rabbit, and El Burrito Mercado. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Um, I have a thing that I don't know if you've heard about this, but, um, did you hear about, uh, I'm just pulling this up. Yeah. 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 This restaurant. Okay. So let me ask, I'm going to pull back. Let's, let's take a second to say, if you're in another city, how do you find where you should go eat? Like, do you like, if I you're going, like if, if I said, I'm going to plop you right in the middle of like. Pittsburgh. How would you find out where to go eat in Pittsburgh? I look up the alternative newspapers suggestions. Okay. So I find the alternative newspaper like the City Pages or the Nashville Scene or whatever that is. And I look there. And the second place I look is their City Magazine. Is their City Magazine. Mm-hmm. So well So done like you. your MSP. <laughs> I use both. Yeah. Because I do think that that's the legitimately curated recommendations of Editorial. the people that live in that city. Do you, what do you think about like Yelp and TripAdvisor? Do you use them? I don't use Yelp. I have a, I you have, have issues. a personal thing. With I just Yelp. don't like it. Okay. TripAdvisor. I do use, I particularly use TripAdvisor in Europe. Okay. It's gigantic in Europe. This is interesting that and you're saying I, this. Like if I'm in Croatia, you know, I don't know to go to the, I don't know the newspapers. I don't know the magazines. So I use TripAdvisor in Europe. Okay. And this is true. TripAdvisor sounds so cool. It does sound. It does make you sound <laughs> I very. I use TripAdvisor very, when I'm in Europe. Yes, when I'm on off the continent. All right. So there's a gentleman 
who basically um, he kind of gamed the system and to sort of prove that it's kind of a farce. And he basically made his shed in his backyard the top rated restaurant in London's TripAdvisor. <laughs> it's a shed. That's pretty in funny. In his backyard. I love it. And he gamed it and figured out the metrics and did all the right things so that it became <laughs> his shed is the number the one number restaurant. one restaurant on London's TripAdvisor. Okay, so if you would have gone to London, you'd be like, oh, we got to go to the shed. Okay, it's that's hilarious. <laughs> but so the best thing is, so he really said it is a shed in a South London garden. And so to get started, he needed to get verified. And for that, he needed a phone. And so he basically, um, you know, he has like a $10 burner phone that he bought. And it's like he made the shed at Dulwich. That's how he made it exist by having a phone number for it. Okay, that's hilarious. And it was a burner phone. So then what he did is he had an address and he had to make it look, you know, he had to go, you know, against the things. And so he um, he didn't have a door. So instead, I just listed the road and called the shed a quote unquote by appointment only restaurant. Okay. So you have just upped its cred a little bit, right? Because it's now it's somehow exclusive, even though no one's been there, it doesn't actually exist. Um, and then he bought a domain and built a website and the spots are all about quirks. So, you know, he kind of, he made a silly concept. Um, I love this. I needed a silly concept enough to infuriate your dad, a concept like naming all of our dishes after moods. <laughs> He literally did like the mood was like love. That was a dish. Lust was a dish. Empathetic was a dish that was vegan, vegan clams in a clear broth with parsnips, carrots, celery and potatoes served with rye crisps. You have the weirdest sense of humor. I think it's so funny. (laughs) Don't you think that's funny? What I think is funny is the stuff you think is funny. Really? And that makes me laugh. You you just... I and I, you just crack me up. Really? Yes. Okay. You crack me so up. So um, what I'm saying isn't funny. You're observing me like Completely. a zoo animal as it being Completely. funny. Got it. I mean, All it's right. funny that the guy gained the system no. and there's but the wait. shed. So there's the whole thing of like, he basically, there's soft focuses of the dishes. Like he took pictures on like, you know, he basically created fake dishes. He, <laughs> he made, he bought little like fake bleach tablets and covered them with sauce as like a photo ready thing. It made it look pretty, but it was shaving cream and a bleach tablet covered in colored water. Wow. And he Instagrammed it and it became amazing. <laughs> and so he did all this stuff. But I mean, honestly, you know, the whole thing is that he basically he turned it into the number one restaurant on, you know, it started out ranked at 18,000 as the worst restaurant in London. And then basically after going through and doing all these things, he got it to be the number one. And I just think that that is so funny to me because... What's the system then? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is the point. It's like you're going to Europe and you're trusting. Who are you trusting with TripAdvisor? Uh, I don't know. People that (laughs) recommend stuff, I guess. I mean, isn't that that's the hard part for me is that I always wonder, you know, that context is so strange to figure out whatever, you know, to figure out how the ranking system is. And I always feel like I and I do come at this as a anthropological thing, because, of course, like I want people to trust what we're doing. Right. And that's what at the magazine, ultimately, I don't want to ever betray that trust. I'll be transparent in terms of there are biases all over the place. That's, of course. That's a thing. Someone actually said to us, um, I can't believe how biased your best new restaurants list is. And I was like, it's editorial. So it's actually, I mean, it is biased. It's supposed to it's be. It's supposed to be. It's a pick. It's an opinion. It's not a list of things. It's a 
pick, you know, so of course there's a bias. I'm biased against these are the best food options. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because in a weird way, there's this like thought of like, let everybody in and like everyone should have their fair shake and or their fair moment. And they do. But then is it just about voting? Like, or is it, is it about like, you know, what makes this restaurant be at the top of a list? The lobster quenelle. Yeah. At the Grand Cafe. I know. That they don't even have on the menu no, right now. No, it's there. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that's I think it that's off. never going away mm. because it's so good. Yum. And by the way, even better. <clears throat> Just going to say it like that. Um, but anyway, so this was interesting. And the best part about this guy is he literally cooked people some food when they showed up. Like they finally, you know, he finally had to do this whole thing, you know, where uh, <laughs> he had the reveal. Yeah. And it, it was, was just this thing. And he cooked some people some food in the backyard at the shed at Dulwich. And I just think that that's kind of like this really sort of funny idea that, you know, it, this is all gets overblown. And I understand that the hype machine is the hype machine and that, you know, in a weird way, we're part of it. But here we do this. <laughs> it might be the hype machine. You <laughs> we never might be know. The hype machine sitting here right now. I know. So, so are you? So you're making bourbon balls today. Yes. Are you um, doing any other cooking, like cooking for gifts, or because I'm doing something new that I just want to tell you about? Oh no, go ahead. I'm making shrubs. Oh, Dan uh, or Eric Eastman got me excited about shrubs this yes. summer. Yep, and. I was at like some weird home goods store and they had all these little bottles on clearance. Yeah. And I bought 25 of them. Oh, perfect. And I've been staring at them for months. Yeah. And it's time to make my own shrubs. I think that's a great idea. So don't be surprised if when you come to the cookie exchange, you get a little shrubby. We were at a, we went to a, we stopped in at a birthday party last night and for Jake, you know, I had a cocktail and they were like, you know, and they didn't have sodas and he was, and they said, but I'll make you a shrub drink. And yeah. so they gave him soda water with, you know, sort of an apple ginger shrub. And that's a great little, you know, idea for someone okay. who's not drinking. All right. Especially a teenager. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm making shrubs with my cookies this year. Okay. There is something I'm making. I wasn't going to tell you, but <gasps> I'll tell you now because you're going to get one. Okay. I'm making personal lip balm. <laughs> I love lip balm. Are you making it with coconut oil? Bourbon. <laughs> but are, <laughs> I'm making you bourbon lip balm. <laughs> What's the base? It's petroleum jelly. Oh, okay. I actually have, this is a weird thing to know about me, and only a few of you know this. I have a 40-gallon vat of petroleum jelly in my garage (laughs) (laughs) from something a long time ago that had to do with promotional when I was an underling at a, I mean, like, this is a 20-year-old And this has moved. This went from a house to the new house. It sure did. And you've decided I really need to do something with I this just petroleum thought, jelly. Let's use it. Let's finally get. Well, it's been used for pranks. It's been used for fights. It's been used for. Let's just say, if your doorknob is greased and you can't figure out how to get in, that's my fault. Do you want to know my dirty secret? Many. I slather my face with petroleum jelly at night in the winter. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's wrap your feet and then put socks on. Yeah. Like slather your feet and put some socks on if That's you can handle that. That's my anti-wrinkle secret right there. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. And when I make, when I because it melts super good, like easy. It's got yeah. a very low flash point. So I melt it and afterwards, like my hands are gorgeous <laughs> because after working with all this stuff and getting it all over you, it's just like your su- skin is soft and supple. It's amazing. Okay. So, and you're putting bourbon in the, I'm putting bourbon and honey into these little tubes of in petroleum jelly into these tubes and I'm making lip balm for okay, everybody. I'm excited about I it. I know. I know. That sounds fun. Good. I know. It'll be good. Uh, okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about 
um, baked, baked goods because it's the Union Depot bake sale today. What? All right, we're going to get you all hungry and set. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by El Burrito Mercado, Red Cow, and Red Rabbit. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm Stephanie March. I just wanted you to feel what that felt like. Oh, yes, you <laughs> passive aggressive little beast. <laughs> Um, yes, that dead silence yeah. where you're just like, Ugh. are you going to say something or should I say something? Should I say the something? Or should you, clenching you moment. Wanna, or I will, I'll just say it. I'll just say it for you. That's how I go in my head. That's so funny. Yep. Okay. So today is the Union Depot bake sale. Yay! And if you want to check that out, you can buy tickets at the door. And as part of that bake sale, um, they asked Stephanie and I, they were like, you know what? We're going to be featuring all these um, baked goods at the bake sale. Could you just give us your idea of what you think are some of the best baked goods in the Twin Cities? So Stephanie and I compiled a list. I think we have like 10 or 12 of our favorite baked goods in the Twin Cities. So we thought we would share them with you today. Yes. this There's nothing official about this. These nope. are just our personal picks. Um, and Steph, you started out with Belcor and Diane Yang's Crip Cake. Why is that one of your favorites? Oh, I just love that cake because it's different. It's, you know, I'm not a huge, well, I love cake and I like cake over pie, but I don't like icing as much because I feel like it's dry and heavy like that. The combination of that is always hard for me. So having a crepe cake be this beautiful slice is something just a little bit better because it's dense and it's moist and it's kind of rich, but it's also very elegant and lovely. And there's what they are is it's like a layering of many, many crepes. And then in between is usually a creme anglaise or a pastry cream that is just sort of light and airy. It's it's magical. That's why I love it. I love it. that. It's Ooh, magical. A, a crepe cake. A crepe cake. Um, I'm going to start from my list that's on the bottom here. So uh, Revival, I'm going to say the pie. I think they have, yeah. in terms of a restaurant pie, just one of the best pies in town. They've got mm-hmm. a banana cream with huge chunks of banana in a great custard. And then um, there's a, a salty crust that goes with that. A lemon meringue pie, they do great. And they have a butterscotch pie right now, too, on the menu that Ugh. is just amazing. It really is. I mean, like, it's their, just pie, their banana cream yummy. pie is, a, yeah, to me is like, and I don't love banana cream pie. I don't usually either, but yeah. theirs is ethereal and light and lovely. And it just feels like you're in the tropics when you eat it. Yeah, I know. God, that's good. That is seriously um, good. Okay. Um, how about what well, we talked about, John Krause and Rose Street Patisserie. Yep. But you know, his chocolate eclair there is something that if you're looking, if you're kind of overwhelmed and you're like, there's so much goodness, I don't know what to pick, choose the chocolate eclair because basically it's one of the best in the world, like documented. Yeah. Because that was what he made for his um, his Coupe de Monde, yep. the pastry competition. So that's amazing. This next one is kind of weird because this is a coffee shop, not necessarily a full service bakery, but they do a lot of baked goods and sandwiches. And this is Sip Coffee Bar. You've I've not been there. Yeah, I've talked to you guys about this before. So they make a cutout sugar Christmas cookie that they frost and they're just very simple shortbread uh, cookies with an almond flavored frosting. They're in cute decorated shapes. The one year that I was sick for our cookie exchange, I ordered them. I've ordered them for holiday gatherings. They have an online form. 
if you need to put a cookie platter together and you're not going to make it, these taste like homemade. Yes. You know, like they literally are making them in the back room and it's not a professional bakery. It's just a coffee shop, but yep. they're really good. And that sip coffee bar in Northeast. That's great. Um, I pulled out something that is a show favorite, um, the patty cake from <laughs> Yum Bakery. And here's what I'm going to say to you. It's densely moist chocolate cake. It's got that snowy white top. It is legit one of the best like chocolate cake experiences ever in my life. I've never had that. Oh my God. Sorry. I didn't mean to shout. Honestly, I'm going to have to get you. I know I feel bad. (laughs) People tell me that we, we like rake their ears while they're running. Okay. Um, But I'm going to, but here's what I love about the patty cake. It's, it's available year round. Obviously, um, you can buy a slice of it. Allie Kaplan for my birthday last year brought me a slice. Nice. I'm hoping she's listening and we'll do so again. <laughs> um, I will say that I love that it's snowy, snowy white. And you can buy this for Christmas and put this on your Christmas table. Yum. And then put a flippin' sprig of holly on top. Boom, Christmas, Christmas cake. cake. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> we don't have to make it harder than it is. Okay, go ahead. All right. As we continue on down our list, um, again, I must be obsessed with coffee shops. I think you that's where you spend a lot of time. Cafe Astoria, their scones. That's new. Okay, so their scones are not like in, normal scones. Yeah. They're not like an individual little round puck. These are shaped like in a uh, uh, pie. They're in like a circle pie tin, and they cut like a wedge out. That's how my mom has always made scones. Oh, they're and so moist. And it's weird moist. because I feel like nobody ever, I hold up her scone and it looks weird. Like a piece of cake or yes. pie almost. They're buttery. They're moist. They have a texture that's more like cake. They have dried fruit in them. It's like a pizza slice of just, it, it's like coffee cake almost. I don't know. The Cafe yeah. Astoria scones. And they're, it's a cute little place they're over lovely. in St. Paul off of Snelling and West 7th, right? Yeah, and Grand. And it's at John. The end of the hill. Yeah, that's it. Grand, not selling. It's John Acchiato, who is um, a longtime chef in town and knows what he's doing. I did not know that. Yeah. He, These scones are life changing. He left the Citizen Cafe or okay. the Citizen place and he used to be at D'Amico. All like right. he's a really legit guy. Um, I'm going to say Angel Food Bakery, which is on here. I know that you picked the Butterfinger Donut from them. Yes. But I'm just going to say like all of I, Donuts. Katie Jerdy's <laughs> and her stuff is fun, fun, fun. And it's delicious. And I feel like, you know, I mean, donuts are it's kind of I don't think of donuts as dessert, but donuts. Why are don't we? <laughs> but, you know, I just think that anything that is going on in that little bakery is just marvelous fun. Um, speaking of, we're kind of in the donut category here, um, but these are the dough skits. This is Mucci's Italian mm-hmm. on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Their chef, Chris Ulrich, does, um, it's a cross between a donut and a biscuit. <clears throat> they're flaky, they're layered. Um, they'll fill them with like a lemon ricotta or vanilla, or they are, have a tiramisu version and they don't last very long, so you have to get there pretty much right in the morning. But these are Mucci's Italian Italian doskits on Saturdays and Sundays, and that's in St. Paul on Randolph. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, also, and Salty Tart, obviously. Please. You know what I mean? And like, she's just opening in St. Paul. Yeah. She's open. Her new shop in the uh, Market House Collaborative is gorgeous. It is white and airy, and it just feels like you're in some loft in New York, and it's just kind of It's just spectacular. Um, And they are, you know, for me, of course, I do love... I love most stuff she does. We, I had mentioned for this one the chocolate cream pie, but Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that, you know, she does like a great bouche de Noël. Like they have like a cool, I I know, I have not achieved the bouche de Noël, which is of course the log 
cake. Yes, and the that's what they serve at Christmas. Log cake. And I want to try that. I keep saying that every year. I say I'm going to try that. You really should do Maybe it. Maybe I should try it this year. It's there. There. I don't want to say it's not hard because you make a sheet cake and then you make the cream and then you have to roll, roll it with it. your towel yeah. and then chill it and then you have to add the glaze. I'm just worried mine is going to crack and it's going to be a sadness. But anyway, you can order. Um, you know, there she does have Christmas order stuff and they had she has an eggnog custard pie, which oh, I'm going to have to get good. for the kids because Jake and Matt are nog freaks. So I'm going to get some of that. Eggnog, custard pie. Nog. Boom. Um, okay, so uh, one of the proverbial first bakeries that I remember in the Twin Cities that really tripped my trigger is Bread and Chocolate. Oh, um, right. They're owned by the same people that own <clears throat> Cafe Latte. The Bread and Chocolate Almond Croissant is just killer. Like, it's something I think about, and I will specifically drive to that location just to get it. The almond croissant's my favorite. Then they have a raspberry cream cheese one that's my second favorite. Oh, good. Just really delicious, flavorful dough. And then the filling. It's not dried out. It's not like you're eating paper. They're just really moist and lovely. And then as long as we're mentioning them across the street, Cafe Latte. Right. The vanilla cheesecake is still just incredible. The turtle chocolate cake. They were one of the first bakeries that I thought that really did baked goods um, from a dessert standpoint really well. And I love that concept of that you could see everything and pick. Yeah, I love that. Um, One of the places you mentioned was Piece of Cake in St. Paul. Yeah. And I don't, for me, I don't really get anything there except for the black and white cookie. Okay. (laughs) And this... The black and white cookie is one of those weird things that you get in New York, you know, which is kind of like all in New York and all the bodegas and everything else. And every time one of my kids go, I make them bring me back one. Yeah. But locally, nobody does it. That's funny because I'll have to bring you some. Yeah. And they do it. They do it. And it's good and it's real. I do. I love something they do. It's a melt away mint cookie. And it's not. It's something about my childhood when you eat it that it just reminds you of being a kid. It's this little shortbread cookie, but then there's a mound of frosting on it that's like the size of a teaspoon. And I don't love frosting typically, but that frosting is really good, really buttery. And just that whole mouthful is like a mmm. Mmm, da. Yeah, just, and you only need one. Yeah, that's, well. (laughs) Just one to bring you back to that place. In theory, you only need one. Yes. All right, good. Is that it? We got it. I think so. I think, I think we're good. we covered the list for yeah. the most part. These yeah. are some of our favorite baked goods in town. And Rustica, is... the bittersweet chocolate chip cookies. Of course. And Glamdal Donuts. How lovely. But honestly, they are, uh, it's at the Union Bake Sale and it's happening today. Yes. Right now, as we speak. So All day. So get, get on there. over. All right, you guys, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish brought to you by El Burrito Mercado, Red Cow, and Red Rabbit. Just like Pharrell. Sitting there waiting for it to be like, <laughs> okay. Feelings. Talk now. Nothing more than feelings. Oh, my God. I love that. That's the best. Um, (laughs) Welcome back to the end of the Weekly Dish, where we have learned many things. Is there anything you've learned today? You don't have to have a jewel nugget of wisdom. Anything I have learned today. I have learned that you would like to be the queen of Wysetta. Yes, I I would. I've learned that. I've learned you're still running. Um, Yes. I have learned that you love cake over pie. Oh, you didn't know that we've talked I, like that's you should that should not be a revelation. But I have the memory of a gnat. This is true. Know. But it, like long term memory, I'm usually pretty good. That's it's true. It's the short term that I'm it just is. like, wow, that I know. happened. What did I eat yesterday? Huh. <laughs> Try keeping a food diary when you can't remember anything. It's oh, horrid. Oh, my God. That is really hard. Um, so, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. OK, good. 
That's what I learned today. How about you? I don't know if oh, I've... Oh, and I learned that uh, Donnie Dirks is closed, is closed for remodeling is to the next no concept. no longer available. Right. No, I just... You know what? It's fun to think about all the great restaurants in town that are available to do group gatherings and stuff. And I sometimes, you guys, just to let you know, sometimes it's hard to show up here on a Saturday morning and have a fresh brain. I know that we're professionals, but like when somebody asks us, oh, I'm, you know, I'm driving in to Edina and I need a place that has gluten-free and vegetarian. It's like sometimes we freeze up. Yep. So thank you for being patient with us and thank you for continuing to listen. And sometimes we say the same things over again because... That's just what happens. And there's a million ways to reach us. Yeah. At Stephanie's Dish is on Twitter, at Steph March on Twitter. We have a email account that's attached to the radio station's Facebook page, or excuse me, the radio station's um, just show page, so you can do that. We have a Facebook page, Weekly Dish. Yeah. You can leave comments there. Also, we have the Weekly Dish Instant Potters, which... Our Instant Potter group has taken over our Facebook page, I think, in yeah. terms of number of followers. Yeah, somebody actually was commenting on my personal <clears throat> my personal Facebook page about Instant Potting. And I was like, this is over here. And this is fine. <laughs> I mean, that's totally fine. And there was a question about which are the two best cookbooks for Instant Potters. And I think... The Melissa Clark one, I think, it just is Yeah, amazing. we all kind of love that one. But there is another Instant Pot one that um, Melissa Anderson from our group had touted and that she loved. So that was interesting. Just basically go to that... We Weekly Dish Instant Potters and go find, and I know a lot of people, oh my God, bought it on the Amazon Prime It was Prime the number Day. one thing. I know. And so that to me, and that's why we got a lot of people joining in. And don't be afraid to search for recipes that we've already talked about. And don't be afraid to ask just the basic questions because it seems that everybody in there is pretty much just like trying to figure it out. And someone wanted, when you see our Facebook page, keep scrolling. If you've like, someone was looking for the Elizabeth Reese spice nut recipe, it's there, but that was from like three shows ago. So you got to just scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, keep looking. Yeah. And I would if you say don't that. see something, just send us a note. Yeah, it's best to send us an email. We're pretty good. There are people that we miss, and we apologize for that, but sometimes, you know, it gets in the way of things. I mean, life gets in the way. Um, Just to let you guys know, there is a new gluten-free bakery, and this is important. Mm -hmm. It's Sift Gluten-Free Bakery. They've opened up on 46th Ave and Bloomington in South Minneapolis. Cool. And they have... they've already been providing some gluten-free treats around town. They've been at a couple of markets. They've done, um, you know, they've uh, supplied some stuff to like Lake Winds and co-ops and stuff. But now they have their own little coffee shop and bakery, which I think is good during the holidays to have a couple, you know, gluten-free things around. If you're, ha- if you're hosting a party, at least have it. At this point, I feel like you should have at least a little tray of something that is a gluten-free option. Yeah, I don't know why, but I feel like that have changed. Out. You know, but I mean, even if like if you're hosting like a cocktail party to have an option. I was thinking about that because I'm hosting our homeowners association this week and I'm making squash soup and then chili, a meaty chili. And then I was like, okay, I can have like some accoutrements, but I want to have bread or a salad. I don't know. I know. I should probably have a gluten free bread. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I just it's just one of those things that I sort of feel like. You know, it has become almost for me just like a deer. And I know a lot of my friends are gluten free. And so that's why I yep. want to respect. I always have rice crackers. I always have nut thins, those kind of things. Yeah. So um, another thing that has opened is Haskell's Wine Bar downtown. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Nicollet Mall. I know. Across the street, Haskell's people. Yeah. From uh, they're right there in the former Dunn Brothers space that was right across from Target and in the Young Quinlan building. And it's just a super cute. They're doing like paninis and like meat boards and things like that. Great little place to pop in if you don't want to beat the traffic. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? If you don't want to involve yourself in the traffic, maybe you want to take a chill before heading out of town. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
Um, what else is going on? I wanted to tell you guys about St. Paul Winter's Farmer's Market. St. Paul Winter, Winter. Farmer's mm-hmm. Market indoors at the Market House Collaborative. Last week we had Young Chef Call. YC. And people, people don't. I was talking about the Marketplace Collaborative just like the... Last night at, at the university club. So all yeah. St. Paul people, no one knew what that was. It's so what it's is hard. It? So the Market House Collaborative is what is used to be Heartland. It's the so entire the entire space because that building was known as the Market House, and that's one thing that I want them to start marketing it as Market House um, because we're referring to it this way. And there's a bunch of people in there, including Timmy's Octo Fish Bar, Almanac uh, Fish Market, the Peterson Beef counter mm-hmm. uh salty tart is in there and then birch's uh brewery will be there coming in the spring so there's a lot of different places that you and reasons to go there it's right across from the farmer's market yeah it's across it's kitty corner to chs field the saints field um what they're doing every saturday through the winter is having a farmer's market so vendors from the farmer's market are coming inside and they're having a guest chef pop up at the restaurant. Today, Thomas Bamer of Revival is there making smoky, good treats of pulled pork sandwiches and things like that. I think he's there doing pulled pork. But he's doing sandwiches that you can purchase at the bar, and he's cooking there. Yum. And so you can go do your shopping. Peterson Crafts Meats, you can go get a bunch of sausages. You can go get some fish at Almanac. Today at Almanac, for the first time, this is kind of a fun thing. If you've ever been to the Chelsea Market in New York. Yes, I Okay, have. the lobster area, you know that big seafood market they have there? Yep. So what you can do is they're kind of taking a note from them. You can buy a what's, you know, a one and a half pound lobster, lobster known as a chicken lobster in certain industry circles. You can buy a lobster and they'll cook it for you for 25 bucks. And you can stand there, crack your lobster, dip in the butter and just do all your shopping and then have a lobster lunch for 25 bucks. And then wash your hands. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and maybe your face and everything else. Maybe you're the bloody oh. or not the bloody, the buttery. <laughs> I was like the buttery chin. Oh, my God. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a new shopping paradigm that we're all going to have to kind of, you know, kind of, I mean, get used to, hopefully. Because we're also going to be going to the Schmidt Brewery Market Kegging case. Let's yeah. get that thing going. That that's going to be all different vendors. and Yeah. So hopefully that'll good. work. I really want that to be a thing. So Me too. I know. I, well, I think... So we are going to do a food trends show, you know, later we in this are. We've month. We've got a gift show. Let's just give you uh, what's coming up Let's on the weekly Let's give you a little dish. what's coming up Next on the weekly Next week, we're going to be talking um, holiday cookbooks. We're going to have our friend Patrice Johnson, uh, Nordic food geek from her Jewel cookbook. She's going to come in. Is she going to pick other cookbooks, too, or is she just going to talk about You know what? I'll ask her to pick yeah. a couple favorites. Have her pick a couple favorites that are She's hers. probably listening, but I'll okay. have her pick a couple favorites. So we're going to do a couple segments about gifts. Yep. Food and gifts. And then we're going to talk about the new Red Cow beer collaboration wood sour beer with um, Indeed Brewing. Right. And then the week after that, we are going to be talking about trends. Yep. So we'll have some local experts on cocktail trends, food trends, things we can look forward into 2018. And that will also be the 23rd, which is, of course, you know, I mean, right before Christmas Eve. Christmas, Cratchit Christmas. Right. But and also we'll talk a little bit about what to do for Christmas dinner. Yes. Okay, excitement. Everybody get out there and celebrate the holidays. And Thanks to our sponsors. Visit them. Tell them you appreciate them. El Burrito, Red Cow, and Red Rabbit. Right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is The Weekly Dish. Ciao, ciao.